Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. It's Friday, July 20th, and we're back from the All-Star break. I mean, we were already back, but baseball is back. Scott White, Heath Cummings, Chris Towers, Adam Azer's not here, still has a child to take care of, so he's going to be out for a few more days. (laughs) And we're going to start the podcast with our email of the day number one, inspired, I think, by Adam. Well, I don't think you have to say, I think. Like... (laughs) I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows where Andrew from Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, was inspired. Hey, guys, just wondering how you would rate Adam Azer on the datometer. Datometer? Datometer. Datometer. I'm guessing he was at a zero before. So how is he? So is he now a one? How do we calibrate the datometer? Maybe you're not applicable until you become an actual father, and then you start at one. So is he now an automatic five or something? So my hmm. thoughts, there is a distinction between dad and father. And there should be a dadometer. A fathometer is a thing already. So a fatherometer? Yeah, the fatho- fathometer wouldn't be That's spelled the depth. way father. Yeah. Um I think like the fatherometer is the father like you have a binary. To have, thing. Like I'm not on the father And I would call it a binary. Like Scott is a one, I am a one, Adam is a one, you are a zero. Yeah. On, on that, the dadometer is a totally different. Because dad thing. is not dad doesn't really like having kids. Definitely helps your rating right. on the dadometer, and but Adam, it's not a prerequisite. Adam has a very low dadometer rating. He does I see like like you think about like dad stuff, right? He hates sabermetrics. That's that's dad. He loves Die Hard. That's dad. Those are two really <laughs> die, dad things. He does not have anywhere close to a dad body. He still has a child's body. That's true. But you, you know there were there were dads before the last thirty years, right? Eh, we're, oh, we okay. we evolved. Yes, Do, all right. Of anyone on the podcast, Azer's probably most likely to wear his cell phone on a belt holster, right? I think Scott is. <laughs> Am I? I mean, I've never given it any thought. Who's most likely to wear a knapsack? A knapsack. Isn't that, no, not See, a knapsack. I, What's I the thing you write? Fanny, fanny pack. Dad fanny pack. fluctuates throughout dadhood. Like, right now, newborn baby, he's probably in the thick of it. I mean, he's forsaking work, I said That's in true. jest, to uh, <laughs> to care for his child. So he's he's right in the thick of it. His hands are in there. He's he's probably pretty close to a 10 at this very moment. So, so you're giving you're putting him at like a 9 on the dadometer? I mean, I'm not there. I'm not seeing what he's doing. Maybe he's just, you know. I'll I'll, I'll give him mine. like a three. I think Heath yeah. is the most dad guy on the podcast. I I mean, no. hmm. I probably, especially because you think you're a cool dad. That that is such a dad thing. Well, I am a very cool. Well, dad. Well, <laughs> you are a cool dad until they're teenagers, right? Oh my uh, my eight year old thinks I'm one of the coolest people in the universe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't to mind. Be young. Am I the most dad? Is he the most dad? I don't. I don't mind being I, the most dad. You might be the most. dad. I think Scott's yeah. lack of beer consumption really hurts him. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't drink beer. It, that, that knocks like your peak is like seven or eight. Yes. Which one of you most recently used a paper map while driving? While driving? While driving. Oh, it's been at least a decade. Okay. Yeah, a decade. Do either of you read the newspaper? I have read, I have received, paid for, and read the okay, newspaper in the last calendar year. That's really dad. Yeah. Uh, I did last one. sit at the table and drink coffee while reading the newspaper. That is so dad. Do either of you own New Balance shoes? I do. Ooh, that, now it's getting that tough. Was, now that, it's getting tough. Dad? Oh, it's those definitely were all dad. the rage when I was in college. It's definitely Everybody a dad. Had new balance. Uh, those were all the rage <laughs> when I was in college. Okay, I'm going to re- redact my <laughs> earlier statement. Scott is definitely the most dead. All right, we're going to talk about actual fantasy baseball stuff now, but that was a fun discussion. Heath, you wrote the waiver wire column going into the second half. I mean, we had a game last night, but we're not going to talk about it. I mean, we can. 
But who was on the waiver wire? Who should people be adding going into the second half of the baseball season? Well, there's not a, a, a complete crossover between podcast listeners and waiver wire readers. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of guys we talked about yesterday. There was a mention, of course, of Kirby Yates, who Chris wrote about in that trade yesterday. There was a mention of both Jesse Winker and Jake Bowers. And I even made a deal with the readers that if they would get Jake Bowers' ownership over 70%, I'd stop putting him in there. Uh, there was a mention of Joe Musgrove, who I think will be pretty much a must-start guy in a points league. And there are some signs that make me think he could be valuable in a categories league as a starting pitcher as well in the second half. And then I threw in a guy I mentioned at the end of yesterday's podcast, at Alberto Mondesi, because I, I think... Right now, if you are in a season-long categories league, a rotisserie league, go check your standings and see where you need to make up points. And if it's steals, if he is even an okay hitter, just slightly below average hitter, he's been a terrible hitter in the major league. So far, he's stolen 19 bases in 93 games. Yep. All right, let's talk about that trade that you mentioned obliquely. Brad Hand was (laughs) traded... You mentioned it obliquely. I was just checking my oblique to make sure it was okay. It. Brad Hand and Adam, is it Simber? Yes. Simber traded to yes. the Cleveland Indians to bulk up that Cleveland bullpen that's been such a disaster. Francisco Mejia sent back to San Diego. Who's going to close for Cleveland? Should be Brad Hand. We talked, we talked about the hypothetical yeah. of Brad Hand getting traded to Cleveland yesterday, actually. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's Cody Allen, at least right now, but he's like a 450 ERA. Yeah, he's allowing a ton it's, of home runs. I mean, obviously, Andrew Miller isn't available to Terry Francona right now, and when Andrew Miller was, Francona always stuck with Allen. So I, I feel like Han's probably going to fill the Miller role for the next couple for of now. weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah Miller we'll made- see. I'm not, like, I'm not rushing to drop right hand at yep. all because you know he's he was oh well, he's still useful top five closer with san he, diego he's still useful in roto like andrew miller he's not as good as andrew miller but he's still very good he's still useful in a roto league even if he's not getting saved. i think there will be a lot even if he thinks brad hand is their best reliever and for now and there's reason for for him to think that i think there could be a, a lot of times where we're in the seventh or eighth inning the heart of the order's up and the manager looks at the situation he says you know a Brad in the hand is better than one in the ninth. So I am going to use him now. It's a shame he didn't get traded to the Cardinals. Or the Orioles. Or the Blue Jays. Well, yeah, but the Cardinals play in Bush Stadium. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Miller yeah. did make his first rehab appearance on Tuesday as he recovers from that knee issue. He should be activated in the next few weeks, according to Cleveland's GM. So that could I'm be... I'm not even sure the hand part is the most interesting here, though, because now... Like, the the Indians showed no interest in having Francisco Mejia come up and catch for them. Yeah. Um, And he showed no interest, really, in playing a position other than catcher. So it was kind of uh, a breakup that needed to happen. And I I feel like his bat's major league ready. And I feel like he's, based on the scouting reports I've read, um, he's a good enough catcher that he's not going to be a liability back there. So he could theoretically get called up today and just be the Padres catcher from here on out. Yeah, he has been with. he has been assigned to AAA, um, got off to a really slow start this season, had an OPS below 600 in both April and May, and then had an almost 1,200 OPS in the month of June with four homers, 14 strikeouts, and 104 plate appearances. The Indians had him playing all over the place, corner outfield, third base, catcher. The Padres do have Austin Hedges, but... And I don't think that's an impediment, especially like I get why Jan Gomes might have been an impediment because he's really good defensively, and Austin Hedges rates out as a pretty good defender. But yeah. the Padres, the Padres don't need a a low ceiling, high floor defensive minded catcher like Austin Hedges. They need a guy like Francisco Mejia who could turn into a a middle of the order back. It's not like this fits perfectly with what the Padres have done. They've got like seventeen outfielders. <laughs> that all have big upside bats and are terrible outfielders. Yeah. A lot of the scouting reports say he is going to be a pretty terrible catcher, but they don't seem to care. Eh. He's got a big upside as a bat. I, I don't know that he's going to be a terrible catcher. He, yeah. he has an 80 arm. Like, 
And he's supposed to have been gotten to be a much better receiver over the last couple of years. Uh, there's some, I think there's some questions, at least Indians fans on Twitter were telling me yesterday that there's some questions as to game calling, but that's, that's uh, something yeah. that comes with experience, obviously. And, and uh, you know, like that defensive profile sounds like Jorge Alfaro, who, you know, not the best defensive catcher in the world, but the arm is, you know, Jorge Alfaro probably has the best catcher arm in baseball, but maybe Francisco Mejia is right behind him. And, you know, it, for a team like the Padres for the next few years where they're not competing for anything, they'll live with him developing. And he should be up pretty soon. He has the the potential to be, you know, maybe not quite. Uh, I'm completely blanking on the name that I'm trying I to think. I think it of. could be, I think Wilson Contreras is probably the, sure. the comparison I would draw. For I him. was thinking and, a little Jonathan I mean, LaCroix, like sub-peak Jonathan okay. LaCroix. Really good contact skills, enough power. Yeah. Yep, that works too. And uh, the other big news out of this trade, Kirby Yates is the likely closer in San Diego for the next 11 days or so, maybe longer, <laughs> but at, yeah. at the very least for the next 11 days until they can find, you know, they're, they're looking to trade pretty much anyone who's not under 25, I would guess, and Kirby Yates is someone who could absolutely be out of the door, but he's another brad hand-esque reclamation project for them that has worked out really well he had a high three zra last year after getting to the padres 143 this season with a 206 fit he's been outstanding he's a must-add player right now right yeah i would say so brad hand was basically top five even pitching for the padres actually tied for the third most saves in the nl so that hadn't been an issue yates numbers look great i i think there's probably got top 10 potential it's just a question of how long, how how long before he's traded if he is. Yeah, and if you're if you want to speculate on who the next next person getting saves, Craig Stammen's having a good year. Maybe he could be it, but we'll we'll cross that road, that bridge, cross that bridge when we bridge. get there. Let's go to yes. email of the day number two for the rest of the show. We're going to be talking about some injury news. Uh, Shohei Otani cleared to begin throwing again. We're going to play some Fantasy Jeopardy, which is definitely not Fantasy Feud. We're going to talk about Week 18's <laughs> two-star pitchers. We're going to go over some emails, Fantasy Baseball, at cbsi.com. But first, email of the day number two, Dear Ted, Marshall, Barney, and Robin. I'm currently how in, I met your mother. Yes, it is. Oh, sorry. Maybe, maybe it could have gone without saying. I mean, I felt like it was pretty obvious, but it's okay. I appreciate it. I'm currently in need of saves and looking for guys on the waiver wire who might be closers after the deadline. I lost out on Kirby Yates. Are there other guys you'd consider adding? That's Peter asking that question. So I guess we'll start with which teams could lose their closer. I mean, AJ Minter seems like an obvious one, not because of trade, but just because he's probably Atlanta's closer right now. Yeah, uh... I feel like maybe Blake Trinan could be could be trade bait at some point. Well, obviously it has to happen here soon. Uh, Lou Trevino's had a really great season setting up for the Athletics, so yep. I'm interested in him. Although we already know, all reports indicate that the A's are not planning on trading him for for what it's okay. worth. They're in the they're in the hunt. Yeah, um, we already know Joe Jimenez is the heir apparent for Detroit. I mean, Shane Green could just lose his job to him outright. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a trade. So he's somebody to stash. Um, I, I think there's a chance Soria gets dealt. Okay. Um, yeah. But definitely. Nate Jones is on the DL right now. And <laughs> and Bruce Rondone is no longer with the White Sox. So that, that makes that a little bit less interesting. I don't know what Jones' long-term prognosis is. but um, I mean, Jace, Jace Fry looked like a potential closer, but he's fallen apart recently. And then another one, John Hicks got the save in the game right before the All-Star break, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jordan Hicks, not Jordan, John Hicks, Jordan Hicks. And there, there's some questions about his health. There's some questions Bud, about Bud, Bud Norris's Norris. health. Yeah. Yes. And so. that's a team that there have been a lot of rumbles lately that they could just blow it up. Um, I think John Heyman mentioned that recently. So St. Louis Cardinals, a team that two games over 500, five and a half back in the division, it looks like. So, you know, they, they've got a lot of work to do. And the, the Marlins, you know, they, they could trade yep. Kyle Bearclaw. They could trade Drew Steckenrider. Um, 
But if Bear Claw gets traded and Steckenrider doesn't, that's probably the closer in Miami. Probably. I would agree with that. All right, let's talk about some post-All-Star break injury news. Gary Sanchez is back from the DL. Yoannis Cespedes is expected back Friday. He'll DH in that series at Yankee Stadium. Brandon Morrow was placed on the DL with biceps inflammation. He's had some issues lately. Who is the guy to add in Chicago's bullpen, if there's anyone? Well, we saw somebody get a save last night in the one game that was played. It was Pedro Strope. It was a one-out save. It looked like... Carl Edwards was going to get a multi-inning save, but then he ran into some trouble. Uh, I I would probably rank them Edwards than Strope right now. Again, it doesn't sound like a long-term absence for Morrow, but maybe more than the minimum 10 days. All right, Jason Vargas will return to the rotation Tuesday versus San Diego. Any interest in Jason Vargas, who has an 860 OPS, or ERA? OPS would be good. ERA, not so much in nine games. No, I had no interest. Thank you. No. And Jake Junis returning to the rotation Saturday for the Royals. Any interest in him? He leads baseball in home runs allowed. I need to see Jake Junis do something good before I have any interest in starting him, but he should be owned. All right. And some He's other... only like 50% owned, maybe. He's not very owned anymore. That's um, right. And I, and I think it's understandable. He was a disaster. He's not a big strikeout pitcher even when he is good. And he pitches for the worst team in baseball. Excuse me, sir. He used to pitch. I think that's pitch. a factual statement, right? They no, have the worst no, the Royals are worse. They are the worst team in baseball. I just think the Orioles may be the worst team in baseball now. They may be. You're probably right. Some other news. Shohei Otani was cleared to begin throwing. Do we think we see Shohei Otani on a mound this season? Yes, I think so. Might not be till September, though. Yeah. This... Any reason to stash him still as a pitcher if you're in one of those leagues? Uh, he hasn't been playing every day as a hitter. If if you it's... if you have the DL spot, why not? Well, he's not on the DL. That's why not. Oh, right. Sh- yeah. Shoot. No. Yeah. There's not any reason. It's, it's it. It would have to be, I think, a deeper than standard league to justify it. All right, Kaoni Kella. One of the best closers in baseball this season could be traded as the Texas Rangers look towards the future. That would be interesting. Is there anyone to speculate on in Texas's bullpen? Why didn't we name him? We are not very good at this. Okay, so that's a t- that's Texas. always a tough question, you know. Like, oh, just come yeah. up off the top of your head with some stuff. So I, I don't blame you, Scott. Okay. Bad well, I, job, I appreciate Scott. you giving me really bad and, uh, job. A pass. And the the Rangers did trade, I believe, Jesse Chavez to the Cubs. I think that's right. He's not there yep. anymore. Either way, he's at a three fifty one ERA, but as a as more of a long reliever. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Jake Diekman, except he's a candidate to get traded yep. too. Jose Leclerc, maybe. He was someone we mentioned a... as a potential uh, closing option when this was open. I think either last year or this year. Yeah, he's having a pretty good year. And, so I guess you know. he'd be the front runner, but it's not a clear case. Is Matt Bush expected back this season? Well, he's on the sixty-day DL. I don't remember what his injury was. He was not looking. He like could be back in material August. before going on the DL. Yeah, he could be back in August. So he's okay. a potential one, but probably not someone you need to stash. I don't think anyone in Texas bullpen you need to stash. Nope. That's why we didn't mention it earlier. There you go. Good point. Cover our track. Good save. Way to go. <laughs> All right, now we'll move on to, are you guys ready for Fantasy Jeopardy? Do you guys watch Jeopardy? There's one more thing in the notes that you're skipping over that I think that we should probably talk about. Oh, yes. Jose Martinez sat his third straight game. He, he has not started for the Mike Schlitt uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I, like, I, I think those starts he did make were at DH in an AL park. So that... He's, he's really bad defensively. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's a guy without a defensive home. He doesn't play well at first base. He doesn't play well in the outfield. That was part of why he wasn't an everyday hitter last year, even though he hit the ball so well. It's, it's, it's concerning. We're not close to seeing him dropped, I think, in, mixed, in several mixed leagues. Let's just use the barometer we've used for the last week of talking about any first baseman. Would you rather own Jose Martinez or Jake Bowers? I think... For fantasy purposes, Jose Martinez has a much higher ceiling. He definitely does have a higher ceiling in a categories league, for sure. I think in a points league, his plate discipline is amazing. It's better than Jake Bowers. Well, so, you know, 
at least walks more, it's at right? least as good. I think Bowers is showing a lot of upside himself uh, in terms of having. I mean, obviously it's a very small sample, but he has an elite line drive rate so far. He has a high hard contact rate so far. He looks like somebody who's, you know, if we're talking about players to add after the All-Star break, he'd be then near the top of the list for me. Number one on the list would probably be Jesse Winker, actually, who himself is less than 50% owned. And his batted ball profile <laughs> looks very much like Joey Votto's, but not to get off on a tangent there. Um, I think I think I'd give it a little more time. Not I, much more. I'll but a little just say more it. Before I made the... Martinez for Bauer swap. I would rather have Bowers. I mean, it, it for me, it comes entirely down to playing time. If if Jose Martinez, if if Martinez is not an everyday player, then it doesn't really matter that that his upside is this high. And this was the concern. Like when he was running a nine fifty nine eighty OPS, you can live with the defense. If he's more of a high eight hundreds eight fifty OPS guy, then it mm-hmm. starts to get a lot trickier as far as him being an everyday player, and this was my concern at the start of the season. Um, so, but the but the thing is, like, this came without warning, and the reverse could come without warning too. Sure. He could, you know, get a big pinch hit one day in the lineup the next day. He goes three for five with a homer. Yeah, and then he's back to starting. Yeah, like, could totally happen that way. And before we move on, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place where you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. And that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com S-T-R-I-K-E. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. All right, you guys want to do Fantasy Jeopardy? Yes. I don't have the drops like Adam does. So just pretend the, the music's playing. Pretend that I had a mustache and then shaved it. It was iconic. Let's play Fantasy Jeopardy. We've got two categories. One through $500 available. And I flipped a coin. And Scott, you control the board. The two categories are hitters. Uh-huh. And pitchers. Oh. 100 right. through 500. I'm sure you guys know the do fantasy you, do Jeopardy. Do you, you still lose points for missing? Uh, no. Oh. So no, just, we're not playing. Just get all willy-nilly with your guesses. Yeah, you'll get one. How guess. do we know who buzzes in? You just say it. just automatically you get just, No, you guess. just say it. It's just like Fantasy Feud, guys. No, we need to say. Well, we're not. <clears> buzzing <throat> isn't as critical in Fantasy Feud. Do, do your honest. own buzz, Scott. <laughs> just buzz. All right. Just make some sort of oh. noise. All right, I'm going hitters 500. Okay. $500. Despite moving into the one of the best hitting parks in baseball last offseason, my OPS is 227 points higher on the road. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone with 500. Well, yeah, just... I thought I was a baseball expert, so it'd be okay, but last offseason uh... he changed teams. <laughs> It's going to be really <laughs> obvious. It's going to be really obvious. Really, well, sure will. Really Once high profile team change into yeah. one of the oh, best. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I think Heath was first. Who uh, is JD Martinez? <clears throat> That's not really a Jeopardy noise, but yeah. Scott, would you like to? Right. Who is Giancarlo Stanton? Giancarlo Stanton. Scott, with the correct answer, Giancarlo Stanton has been much better on the road than at Yankee Th- Stadium. That makes this sense. Season. Why does that make sense? Because he played his whole career in Miami, <sighs> and he's not able to handle the pressure of playing in New York. <laughs> so I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know if it means anything, but it might just be a sign that Giancarlo Stanton, who has been really good since about June 1st, um, I think it's like a 930 OPS since June 2nd, actually, because he went 0 for 4 on June 1st, so I just didn't count that one. I'm just trying not to get shut out now. 
I think that's a good policy. Um, so that could be a sign that Giancarlo Stan is in for a big second half because we know Yankee Stadium is a great place to hit. It's the exact opposite case for Aaron Judge, who is kind of the, the, the closest analogy that we have for Giancarlo Stan. So, Scott, you've got 500 points. You've got control of the board. Where do you want to go? Let's go hitters for 100. Makes things a little easier here. I lead baseball in stolen bases. Okay, I'm ringing in. Go for it. I'm ringing in, and I'm saying, gosh, uh, who is? Yep. Uh, who is Ender Enciarte? That's incorrect. Heath, would you like to steal? Well, I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> there's no, there's no reason not to make a run steal. at it. <laughs> what is this? Well, I'm stealing control of the board. Um, I. Well, no, it's not. What would you like it, to right? answer the question? I would like Go to try ahead. to answer Go the ahead. question. Um, who is Trey Turner? Incorrect. Okay. Starling Marte leads baseball in stolen bases with 25, followed by Michael Taylor, Ender Inciarte, and then D. Gordon, Billy Turn, Billy Hamilton, and Trey Turner in a tie for fourth place. Did you guys realize mm-hmm. Starling Marte leads baseball in stolen bases? You know that's pretty amazing because I have Starling Marte on a rota- on a roto team, and that's the only category that I'm not in first place. Nice humble brag. Thank We're you. We're all very proud of you. Well, Thank there you. hasn't been a runaway base dealer, it sounds like. I mean, there hasn't been Hamilton and D. Gordon doing what we expected them to do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's you, you, you couldn't rely on just one player to carry you in that category as, as, uh, as I think many of us hoped coming into the year. So that's, it's been interesting how that's played out. All right, so Scott, you still have control of the board. Nobody got the one hundred dollar question. Yeah, we're not like this is this is something. I thought these like, were we pretty. Get the one hundred dollar yeah. question. I thought these were pretty easy. I mean, fair enough. It should have been. I don't. I don't read the leaderboards as all. Okay, anyway, hitters for two hundred. I was the number one hitter in rotisserie leagues through the end of April. I'm one hundred and fourth since. Oh God. The end of April. What sense? Had a 1,200 OPS in that month. Was amazing. Has been really bad since then. Although, you know, borderline top 100 hitter. He's still still startable. Hmm. I'm going to give you five seconds. I'll, I'll buzz in. Okay. <laughs> who is, that wasn't a buzz in. Who is Aaron Judge? No. Okay. Right team. Oh, thanks. Why don't you just get, do, when you no, tell Scott what it. position he plays? No, that not. is ridiculous. We're not going to let he, Scott get this one. He doesn't one. get any points. We're not going to let Scott get this one. The answer is D.D. Gregorius, who had an 1156 OPS through the end of April, 18 walks, 16 strikeouts. Looked like he was taking a big step forward with that plate discipline. And actually, he hasn't been that bad since the start of June. And this is why I wanted to talk about him. He was dreadful in the month of May. 149 average, 396 OPS. That's... That's pitcher bad. But since then, he's got an OPS over 800. Where has Didi Gregorius fallen in your ranks at this point? He's, he's flirting with falling outside of the top 10 shortstops. Obviously, Trevor Story, Story has established himself more on that high end. Uh, Glaber Torres has entered the picture. Uh, there, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's, Gregorius isn't clearly there anymore. So you got Gene Segura up there, Xander Bogarts. I think I take them all over him right now. I am the uh, rankings underreactor. Okay, and so I never, I don't think I ever moved DD Gregorius higher than eighth, and he is currently ninth. That shorts up. All right, let's move on. Nobody gets the two. And I, maybe I made these too difficult. Is maybe I overestimated? Maybe well, we reverse. need to not play. Fantasy, reverse fantasy jeopardy. Engineering it is is always a challenge. For no, me. keep you could, going. You could tell me talk about DD Gregorius, and I'll be like, oh, he had an amazing OPS in April, and has been terrible since. <laughs> but Scott, you still have control of the board. He has not gotten a question right. <sighs> Let's try luck with pitchers for one hundred. I had the fourth highest K per nine for a starting pitcher of all time last season. I have the third highest this season. Okay, I'm going to buzz in and say Max Scherzer. 
incorrect. Heath, would you like to answer? Um, yes. Uh, he's been better. Who leads baseball in K per nine? It's a really easy question. Who, this is the easiest one. Who is Chris Sale? Thank you. Thank you there so you much for getting that. <laughs> yes, he had the third, the fourth highest K per nine of all time at 12.9 last season. He's up to 13.1. Uh, and since his velocity jump, he's at like 14.4 K per nine or something absolutely ridiculous. He's been amazing this season. I, he's in the conversation, I think, for best pitcher in baseball. So I have 100 points now. You have 100 points, Heath. Way to go. Thank you. And what I is still have 500. What is what today. is available? Uh, hitters for 200 or 300 and 400 and pitchers 200 through 500. Let's go with hitters for 400, please. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. <laughs> I tried to put some details in here. I'm hitting 292 this season. Oh, great! Let me just. I haven't real, hit real quick. Wait a second. <laughs> I haven't hit better than 270 in a month since July of 2016 when I was a rookie. But you're hitting. How did you get to 292 this year? I guess we're not counting this not year's month. Year. So I did. So basically, he never hit 270 in a month in, in 2017. Yes, but he's now hitting 290. Yeah, that is a ridiculous question. <laughs> All right, I'm going to buzz in. Scott. Trevor, Trevor Story. Trevor Story is the correct Boom! answer. See, that That's was an easy one. back on me, Heath. 900 smackers. Oh, that was, that was a $400 question. Wow. 900 Scott, to 100. Scott's running away with this. Scott, you have the board. Okay, I'm going to take the last hitters one. Is there one more hitter? 300, closing okay. out the hitters category. Another, yeah. I hit 341 with 18 walks and 20 strikeouts in the month of April. I'm hitting 204 with 70 strikeouts since. How many walks versus strikeouts in April? 18 to 20. Oh, I'm buzzing in. Oh, wow. It's Scott. Tommy Pham. It is Tommy Pham. He has been... I don't know if he's been unusable. He hasn't been a starting caliber player for most of this season. How far are you dropping Tommy Pham at this point? The, the Cardinals, I noticed yesterday, dropped him to eighth in the lineup, which is pretty revealing in its own right now. He got three hits and, I believe, a home run. And I think, like, I think he could have a hot streak that has this totally flipping the script again. But I've dropped him outside of my top 30 outfielders when, obviously, through April, he was in the top 12. Yeah, it's really tough to. I think it's hard to trust Tommy Pham. I think it's it's really hard to drop him as well. And I think right. that's the place that he's in that really, really tough place. I, I think I think a good way to gauge this is Scott. How would you rank Jesse Winker, Tommy Pham, and Jake Bowers in a points league? I would drop Tommy Pham for Jesse Winker in a points league right now. Wow, I don't think I would, but for Bowers, yeah, that's I really like. I was writing about Winker last night for uh, breakout hitters for the second half, and uh, it, it's it's kind of stunning to look at his batted ball profile and the legitimacy of, you know, since he's hit his first home run, you were talking about this yesterday, Chris, yeah. 41 games it's been, and he has, you know, he's batting three over 340 with an OPS over 1,000, and that's with a Babbitt that's kind of high, but understandably high given his line drive rate. Like he may be close to that good. I, I, th I said today in the waiver wire column, I think I would not really be that surprised if he goes 300, 400, 500 in the second half. Yep. Sure. He's done and that for at this point, most of the season. Yeah. Do, I mean, he's, you, he's up to 292 now for the season. Yeah. Yep. So he's, you know, just season stats. The first two are basically there. It's just, he has to sustain the more recent home run pace. He has, he has to be like, 20 to 25 homer guy, I think. And I think he can be. All right, do we want to continue with keep, the pitchers? I, I, yes. The pitchers are pretty tough, guys. I'm I sorry. Don't, keep, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling okay. a, feeling a comeback. Uh, let's do double jeopardy for pitchers. Well, there, Let's what, fuel the comeback. I, double I, jeopardy. The I points are worth there double. is a double jeopardy at some point. There's a final jeopardy. Final jeopardy. Okay, great. But so the pitchers are double What's jeopardy. the score? Uh, 1,200 to 100. 1,200 to some, 100. You've got some and, ground And to there's 1,200 left? No, no, there's 2,400 left. No, there's 2,800 left. It's Jeopardy. double Jeopardy. Okay. Seems unfair, but I'll let it slide. 
for the good of the show. You have the you have the board, Scott, and you can run away with this. Okay, let's go pitchers five hundred. Despite a three twenty four ERA and making my second career All Star game, I have the third highest hard hit rate allowed in baseball. I'm going to buzz in. Oh wow! I'm going to say John Lester. It is not John Lester, but that's a good guess. He's made more than two All Star games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Missed that detail. Sorry. Oh, man. A 324 ERA. 3.24 ERA, a bunch of just piles and piles of strikeouts. And made his what All-Star game? Second All-Star game, fourth highest swinging strike rate in baseball. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to give me all that um, noise. I'm, I'm going to get this legitimately. Eh, I don't think you are. You don't? I'm skeptical. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why you would feel that way. Uh, well. Oh, I think I know who it is now. Second All-Star game, I think, is the best clue you gave. I think so. And yeah. I still don't know that I know it, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna. Can just, I guess that? No, you can't it? guess okay, until go ahead, I've go guessed. Ahead. Well, I've not go guessed ahead. yet. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just have no <laughs> flipping idea. Who is Garrett Cole? Not Garrett Cole. Scott, would you like to just tell Pat us? Corbin. It is Patrick Corbin. He's had a really interesting season. He's kind of been Robbie Ray, weirdly enough. Like, the crazy high swinging strike rate has better control than Robbie Ray. Um, but just, mm. he's getting hit really hard, and it makes me wonder if there's, if he's just a risky pitcher. If, if it's not that he's bad, it's just that there's a chance that he just falls apart in the second half. Are you guys concerned about Patrick Corbin at all? Not really. I don't. Hard hit rate doesn't concern me that much. I want to say Justin Verlander is, or Verlander, I should say, <laughs> is high in the hard hit rate, too. So uh, I want to confirm that, since I'm obviously just talking top of mind. But I feel like there's some pretty high-profile pitchers beyond Corbin who are high on that leaderboard. And I'm just not sure the correlation between that and effectiveness is that that's strong. Okay. Well, I think we're going to pull the plug wow. on Fantasy just, Jeopardy. Just ending there's it. Three, three questions left. I mean, here's what we'll do. We'll do Final Jeopardy, and I'll gift you 1,000 points. No. Just, it's just house just, money. Just, just, it's just house just money. Just, just give me the questions. I'm going to get it right now, quickly, with no analysis. We, we, I'm going to nail it. We need to move on. Wow. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> you were a terrible host. Final Jeopardy. By the way, I, I will say I didn't lose because we didn't finish the game. Verlander's There's still nowhere, time on the clock. Verlander's nowhere near the top. Zach Greinke is fourth. Yeah, Zach Greinke. Yeah, we're going to take some points away for that misstatement. Sean <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mania, Carlos Martinez, Kyle Gibson. We don't have time for the game. We've got time for Scott to read a leaderboard. But... <laughs> yeah. He's not mad. More of a it's actually funny. Thought, but it's not super strong. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into Final Jeopardy, and I think it's an easier question than any of the ones we've had so far. So here's your chance. I'm giving you $1,000. I don't want your handouts. Scott, you have 1200 Heath, you have 1100 <laughs> Whatever. This is fine. Heath, that 1100 Fine, Heath has 100 Okay. Scott, you have 1200 What are your wagers? Uh, 50 <laughs> 999 Scott wagering 999 yeah, he, he wins. Well, that's because you quit the game early. He doesn't <laughs> Final win. Jeopardy, I am currently the lowest-ranked player among the top 10 in ADP. Who is Trey Turner? <laughs> Scott, would you like to correct, give the correct answer? <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, go with... He's by far the lowest. He is not currently... No. That was a terrible Stanton. He is not currently... John Carlos Stanton, I do not believe, was in the top 10 in ADP. And he's ranked ahead of all, all several top 10 picks. This guy is not in the top 200 right now. And it's Clayton Kershaw. Oh, yeah. That's Clayton. Yeah. That's a terrible question. So you both lose Fantasy yeah. Jeopardy. But I no. think, you know... It was a pretty close match, really. I think what? maybe we all lose. 201 to 50? I think was... we might have all lost that segment. Very close. Maybe I lost. I would like to take the 1,000 points you were going to give me now. It was $1,000, and you may not have it. 
And now let me tell you about SeatGeek before we move on. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and on my phone with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually just used SeatGeek a couple weeks ago to buy tickets to see Weezer, and it couldn't have been easier. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket-buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code FANTASY. That's promo code FANTASY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, you guys want to yeah. talk about Let's talk about some two-start pitchers for Week 18 before we move on to emails to close out the show. Scott, have rotations been completely set? Have you started your research on this yet? Well, obviously, I did research for the short week, which yeah. started last night. Yeah, this is for, uh, to be clear, this is for the week that starts on Monday. Let me give I you some, some two-start. on this upcoming week yet, but I imagine they're mostly... Mostly in place at this point. Rank the following four who are owned in 70 to 50% of CBSSports.com leagues. Zach Wheeler versus San Diego and at Pittsburgh. Carlos Rodon at the Angels and versus Toronto. Andrew Suarez at Seattle versus Milwaukee. And Joe Musgrove at Cleveland versus the Mets. Rodon is first. Rodon is first. Wheeler is second. Interesting. Um, Suarez and who else? Musgrove. Musgrove had the Indians and... The Mets. I'll go Musgrove and Suarez. I'm going to go Wheeler over Rodon. Yeah, I think the matchups are better. The Angels are and awful I, against lefties. That's fair. I don't know. I'm kind of tempted to go Musgrove over Rodon, too. But it's a close call. All right, what about some lower-owned guys? Mike Miner is versus Oakland and at Houston. Any interest in him in a Roto League? No, no. Points League, it's, I think it's probably still must-start with those matchups. Yeah, yeah. must-start's a little strong. He's a spark. I think he's must-start as a reliever. The problem, the, like if that Athletics game was in Oakland, I'd feel a lot better about it. But they're pretty good on the road, and they'll be in a good-hitting environment. The Astros are obviously awesome. I'm still starting minor as a spark. This is not a great week for two-start pitchers. I'm guessing it's because most of the good pitchers are starting Friday through Sunday, and that doesn't give them enough opportunity to make two starts. So week 19 will probably have some really good two-start options. But some of the lower-end guys, Jaime Berea does have decent matchups versus Chicago. White Sox is a great matchup, and then versus Seattle. Do you have any interest in him? Not really. Okay. to be in a... I'd have to, it'd have to be dire straits. And what about Jose Urania versus Atlanta versus Washington? That's probably the lowest I would go here. He's 28%. Yeah, no, thank you. Scott? Yeah, it's, it's another situation where I'd have to really be feel like I need to stretch my pitchers in a points league. And like I'm just rarely in that desperate of a situation. Scott has really good pitchers, all the best pitchers. <laughs> I would take Berea over Urania. Um, just because I think the win potential against the White Sox is pretty decent, and that one win might be enough to make him good. All right, let's talk about some quick news and notes before we go to your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Shelby Miller's elbow has no additional damage. He is on the DL, and I think at this point with how he pitched since coming back from the DL, nobody's interested in that. Evan Longoria will begin a rehab assignment at AAA Friday uh, as he comes back from a hand injury. Melky Cabrera is back with the Indians, and Tyler O'Neill came back from the DL yesterday and was sent to AAA. So it doesn't seem like Tyler O'Neill is going to happen this season. Let's get to your emails to close out the show. Fantasy Baseball at CBSI.com. MK is in a 12-team, 7x7 Roto quality start and OPS. Uh, it's a keeper league. Grade the trade. He gets Max Scherzer and Juan Soto. He gives up Aaron Judge and Masahiro Tanaka. B. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it's an A I, even without a keeper. 
just for the rest of this year, I, I think Scherzer and Soto are much better than Judge and Tanaka. Like for I, the rest of this year. Like I, don't, yeah. I don't think Soto, I'm not going to say he's as good as I mean, Judge. He has been so far, but I'm not going to go I, that far. Right. But Scherzer's so much better than Tanaka. Right, yeah. Scherzer, I mean, Scherzer's the best player of the four. Uh, you know, it's pretty close between him and Judge, but whatever. And Soto is the third best player. I would take Soto over Tanaka straight up. So it's def. I mean, it's a definite win. We all called it a win. It's just degrees. I I would go B plus. I think. Stephen from Indiana wants to know, dear Blake, Nate, and Ryan. Don't. I don't get that. That one. sounds like uh, left-handers, or not even left-handers, but just raised pitchers, right? Oh uh, yeah, good call. Keeps hearing us talk about Jake Bowers. He's desperate for saves, and someone is offering him Edwin Diaz and Jake Bowers for Joey Votto. Ooh. Should he accept this trade? I w- there are a few formats where I think it's worth giving up the best player by far, I think, at Votto. It, it would have to be a, like an NL-only league, and I guess it's not. It's obviously not because there's players from both sides. So... Saves are not scarce enough, I think, to justify that. Move. And Edwin Diaz, just he's not going to keep this save pace up. He's not going to save 65 games. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. He's very good. Uh, yeah, I mean... I get the feeling you like this trade more than Scott does. I, if he was saying grade the trade, I'm kind of feeling like Scott might give it an F. And I would not give it an F. I wouldn't give it an F. No. Okay, I would probably... I'd give it like a D. I I think I'd be in the D plus range, um, but I, it's only because I don't know if Joey Votto's going to decide to hit home runs again or not. All right, Jeff in Detroit, dear Alex Robinson, Eric and Mike. The, he told us what this one is, and there's no way I would have gotten it otherwise. Sounds like Yankees. No, infielder. No, no. Okay. Last four All Star Game MVPs. I guess Robinson Cano was the all-star MVP. That is, I have a lot of information that I keep stored in my brain that's totally useless, and all-star game MVPs is just... I don't know who the all-star game MVP this year was. Alex Bregman. Okay. It, I, it I should assume. not have been Alex Bregman. It should have been Gene Segura. But nonetheless, it was Alex Bregman. All right. 10-team category league, head-to-head categories. Cody Bellinger, Andrew McCutcheon, and Tommy Pham are all available. Wow. Would you drop Justin Upton or Marcelo Zuna for them? <laughs> Cody Bellinger, yes. You drop either of them. Drop Ozuna for Bellinger, right? This league sounds like the Wild West, and I'm not sure I would turn down. <laughs> like, you could play the hot hand between those three, I feel like. Marcelo Zuna is definitely not the hot hand. And then the, the pitchers are a little more, a little more logical. Jamison Tyone, Cole Hamels, and Kyle Gibson are available. Sean Newcomb is on his roster. Should he drop Sean Newcomb for Jamison Tyone, Cole Hamels, or Kyle Gibson? Heath, I'm going to guess you're going to say no. We've had Sean Newcomb debate this week. We have had the Sean Newcomb debate. I do not want to drop him. I do have Jamison Tyone one spot ahead of him in my rankings. Pull the trigger, Jeff. Scott, what about you? Yeah, I was tempted to do it for Kyle Gibson, actually. I think those three are close enough that like, you could almost play the hot hand with them, too. I don't think Hamels is in this discussion. He's, no. he's not. No. All right, Curtis writes in, Hey, gentlemen. Thank you. I don't know if we're gentlemen. He thought Adam was hosting. Scott's a gentleman. Nah. Just curious who you would want for the rest of the season at first base. It's a 12-team points league with no negative for strikeouts. Matt Olson, Jake Bowers. Yuli Gurriel, Justin Bohr, or C.J. Crone? Bowers. If there's no penalty for strikeouts, yeah. I think Matt Olson. I think Matt Olson's the obvious answer with no penalty for strikeouts. The, the power upside is just too great there. He, I, yeah. he still leads baseball in hard hit rate. Jake Bowers. <laughs> like, just move Jake Bowers into your top 10. Um, I don't quite have him in my top 10. I think he's 15th, 14th. He's been top 10 since he's arrived in the major leagues. And one last... 22 years old. And one last email from David. Hey, Arnold, Gerald, and Helga. Heath, I'm going to guess you don't know that one. Scott May. Um, Arnold, Gerald, and Helga. I'm going to guess, hey, Arnold. What? 
What? Wow. I did not expect you to guess that. I thought you had aged out of Hey Arnold. Yeah, I've never you seen it. Most dad it after all. Arnold, so. Yeah, it could have been Schwarzenegger. I've heard you guys talk about Hey Arnold, so I thought it says Arnold. I might as well guess that. Okay. That's good. I'm, I'm pleased with your deduction skills. Thank you. It, better than my Jeopardy skills. <laughs> there aren't many things that aren't. Besides your Jeopardy game hosting skills. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. David plays in a 10-team head-to-head points league. Wilson Ramos has hit the DL, and he's been very productive this season as a late-round pickup. With him out, he needs a catcher. Just a steady points producer. Available catchers include Jan Gomes, Robinson Chirinos, Tucker Barnhart, and Elias Diaz. For points leagues, it's not Jan Gomes. I, would, I'm, I struggle between Chirinos and Barnhart. I think I'd lean Chirinos. I think Chirinos I would go... is the upside one, but Barnhart's very steady for points leagues. Plays a lot. Good plate discipline. I think I would go Diaz. Really? He's been really good this season. His plate discipline's been really solid. And mm. uh, with Francisco Cervelli struggling with concussions, I mean, he played 15 straight games earlier when Francisco Cervelli was out, and he's probably going to play a lot moving forward. And he has a 795 OPS. He's hitting 283. I think Elias Diaz is pretty good. So there you go. Three different answers. Very, I'm not sure. I th- I'm not sure you can go particularly right or wrong with yeah. any of them because that's the way a catcher is. Probably Jan Gomes would probably be the wrong answer in a points league. Yeah, probably. He was an all-star, though. I was, was, I was watching the, the game. He was on the all-star team? He was playing. Yeah. Surprised he's a, me. He's a good pitch framer. Speaking right? of catchers in the all-star game, I saw this interesting nugget to end the podcast with, so you can all get a chuckle. Good. The American League all-star team is undefeated in Salvador Perez's six starts. <laughs> is he six starts or five? I believe it's six. God. That's amazing. He's made two more all-star games than Adrian Beltre in his career. <laughs> That's amazing. Because Adrian Beltre is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Wow. Thank you for that nugget, Heath. Glad to help. Hope it's true. Always. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on. <laughs> we'll be back on Monday. Good luck with me, guys.